42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host and number one on FBI's least wanted list, Justin Knight. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, that's a new list that came out with uh, this past week, and um, your uh, co-host here was number one. Least wanted. Yeah, least yeah. wanted. This, you don't have to worry about great. me at You're, all. Yeah, you're a real threat to no one, including yourself. So that's great. Yeah, to that's myself. Really yeah, I could do no wrong. A fly couldn't even hurt it. <laughs> do you think this means that you're the least, I guess, threatening or the most responsible? Or both? I'd say most responsible. I'd say least threatening. Anyway, mm. this week. It's a matter of opinion. Yeah. I apologize for the uh, audio quality. I'm recording this while on vacation here at Panama City, not in my usual spot. Um, and Justin, I uh, I don't want to I don't want to do this right now. But you know what? I'm dedicated to the craft. I just I couldn't. You, you I just know, couldn't. I couldn't be on. You could have just beach. said, "I'll take a week off," and I would have been like, "You know what? You take that week off. You enjoy this weekend. You deserve it." Wow, that is so kind, Justin. You would, have, you would have done this on your own? How do you think that would have went? Oh, no, I would have done it at all. I've just said, yeah, no episode <laughs> <Okay>. this week. <laughs> okay. Well, we do have I mean, an I could, I could probably week. do it on my own, but um, it'd, it'd be pretty crappy. No, you'd do great, I think. We can't take a week off, though, because we have to talk about the possible end of the Pro Bowl, the SEC baseball tournament, the NBA uh, conference finals, and the possibility of an SEC football playoff, as well as much more uh, sports news here and there. But let's start out, Justin, with the Pro Bowl. The NFL is considering dropping it after it had the lowest viewing in 16 years. According to multiple reports, team officials and owners discussed eliminating the annual All-Star Game at a meeting in Atlanta on Monday. While no decision has been made official, the Washington Post reported that a 7-on-7 competition is being considered to take the place of the Pro Bowl that would not include a full game with tackling. That sounds worse. Why do you want to do that? Yeah, I don't... I'm so glad they're getting rid of the Pro Bowl. Thank goodness. It's just a crap show. It's pointless. Now, if it was 7-on-7 or maybe like just 11-on-11 flag football, I don't know. That may be interesting. Um, because I mean they're they're playing two in touch out there anyways for the Pro Bowl just with pads on. Um, yeah, I, there's no point in playing it because w- what's the point in watching some people just stand in the pocket and then someone comes back there and touches them, blow the whistle or they complete a pass and nobody's gonna tackle him. It's it's crap. Yeah, I don't know the last time I watched a Pro Bowl. And I don't have an interest in watching anymore. If they said no. like this year will be the last year of the Pro Bowl, I still probably wouldn't watch it. So, no, and I, and I watch either. a lot of football. So yeah, I think that does say a lot. 
in other news, though, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see what happens with the Pro Bowl. But in other news, Alabama football fans celebrated Tuesday when it was announced that the 2023 class quarterback, Eli Holston, had committed to the Crimson Tide. And both the 24-7 sports composite and the on three consensus rankings, Holston or Holstein is rated as the number eight quarterback in the 2023 class. Uh, does this mean though that Arch Manning may not uh, may not be coming to Alabama? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll probably struggle. Uh, yeah, sounds like they got a uh, a very very great quarterback. Regardless, so good for Alabama. They really need all the help in rec- recruiting, right? Because uh, they sure do. They struggle. They I struggle wonder uh, success. It's not when true. he'll get a nil deal. Wonder what his deal will be. I'd say he already has one. I'd say <laughs> yeah, almost <he> certainly. <laughs> I'd sort of say he had one before he committed. I'm going to say. Before he even committed, yep. Uh, the Philadelphia Stars started this week with one player with Alabama football roots on their roster. Now the USFL team had three. After adding former UAB offensive tackle Colby Ragland on Tuesday, the Stars announced the signing of defensive tackle Tony Fair on Friday. Fair played for UAB in 2019 and 2020 seasons and played for Auburn as a graduate transfer the 2021 campaign. Fair and Ragland joined former Alabama cornerback Bradley Silve as the players from Alabama high schools and colleges on the Philadelphia roster. Very cool. Have you yet to watch a USFL game, Justin? Yep, still haven't watched one. Oh, great. Well, now's as good a time as any to start. I've only watched the first one. Yeah. Yeah, see, so shut up. Uh, in other news, though, the Los Angeles Lakers have reportedly hired the organization's next head coach nearly two months after a massively disappointing season. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski, I'm sorry, I butchered that, ESPN NBA insider. He reported Friday night that Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach uh, Darvin Ham had agreed to a four-year deal to become the next head coach of the Lakers. The hire comes after the Lakers and former head coach Frank Vogel parted ways after a 33-49 season that saw the organization miss the postseason a second time with LeBron James in the purple and gold. He is apparently very pleased with this hire as well. Uh, so, good, I guess. You got to keep LeBron James happy or he'll bounce. So Yeah, uh, cool. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I don't really watch much basketball. But, yeah, I mean, if LeBron James thinks he's a good hire, he's probably a good hire. So, yeah, go cool. with what he says. <laughs> yeah, how, mu- how much coaching do you really have to do, LeBron? You know, just, just make sure everybody else knows what they're doing. Uh, the NBA conference finals are wrapping up. Yeah, how much coaching in as an NBA coach in general do you have to do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, you're going to be calling stuff. I mean, and you just stand over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yell and get upset at calls. You're basically you're basically just like a, you're, yeah. you're a ref. You're like a, you just speak to the refs, I feel like. Uh, the NBA <laughs> Conference Finals are wrapping up as Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors await to find out if they will face the Celtics or the Heat in the Finals. With the series tied, Game 7 in the series has been forced and is happening tonight at 8.30. Justin, who do you have tonight, Boston or Miami? Don't really care. I won't be watching the finals. Um, <laughs> but my uh, brother-in-law likes the Heat, so I'll, I'll go with the Heat. Well, speaking of sports that we just don't really care about, Justin, after winning on Tuesday and Wednesday, the Crimson Tide was defeated by Texas A&M on Friday and Florida on Saturday to exit the SEC baseball tournament. 
The Aggies took down the Tide 12-8 on Friday night, and Florida prevailed 11-6 on Saturday morning. Likewise, Auburn was eliminated from the tournament uh, after being upset in the first round by Kentucky, losing 3-6 on Saturday and 1-3 on Wednesday after some delays. But the Florida Gators have punched their ticket to the SEC Baseball Tournament Championship game Sunday afternoon after defeating Texas A&M 9-0. And Tennessee Baseball woke up after a slow seven innings offensively and surged past Kentucky with 10 runs in the final two frames. The number one ball smashed number uh, 12 conceded Kentucky at Hoover Met, winning 12-2 to advance to their second straight SEC Tournament title game. Uh, the title game against Tennessee and Florida began around 3 today, but this was recorded before that game, so we'll talk about the results on next week's show. Uh, Justin, have you watched any of the tournament this week? Uh, nope. I saw Auburn <laughs> loss uh, day one, and I was like, screw this. Same old Auburn choking as usual. I'm not going to watch any of this. Mm. Mm. You didn't want to You didn't want to watch it for, for Florida or Tennessee? No. Screw both of them, too. Um, no, I'm just waiting to see who will be playing in the NCAA tournament to start the regionals. Um, uh, I don't think Alabama's going to make it. I don't know. Um, I think they finished uh, 31 and 27 record, something like that. Uh, I don't know. Um, they probably need to make a deep. I know they, they won two games and then lost two in a row. So I don't know. It'll be close to see if they make a regional or not. But I'm leaning probably not. Well, we will definitely keep an eye on that. I also want to apologize again because this is uh, there are some very loud voices in the background of this, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can, Justin. I cannot... Well, you're sucking right now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is, wraps up our news for now. We are going to talk about the possible SEC playoff uh, here in a moment. But first, we need to look at the weird news of the week in our recurring segment, Miss Managers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive In a world of, world of mismanagers Okay, Justin, I've got just a few stories for us here. I'm going to start with one from Mirror.co. A bride left fuming at sister's terrible attempt to prank her during her wedding. Uh, what's the worst thing you could possibly do on your wedding day? Probably pull a mean prank. That's what. I don't know that this prank was mean, Justin. But it wasn't helpful. Okay? Okay, let's hear it. So a woman took to Reddit's Am I the Expletive Hole forum, A-I-T-A, you may be familiar, to complain that nobody found the prank she pulled and her sister's wedding funny. She wanted confirmation that what she'd done was actually funny, but unfortunately, she wasn't met with much support. She wrote, My sister got engaged about two years ago. I don't hate her. We were never the closest of sisters due to our age difference, but we didn't hate each other. Her fiancé is a great man. I am really happy for them. So fast forward to the wedding ceremony when the priest finally said, Are there any objections? I stood up and said, I object. Long pause. Because this couple is way too cute for each other. I really just said it as a joke. I thought it was something we could all laugh about at reception, but I could visibly see the color drain off my sister's face the moment I stood up. After I finished my little joke, I didn't get any laughs. My sister looked away, pretending she didn't care, but I know she probably did. 
I sat down and the ceremony continued. At the reception, I went to my sister and congratulated her, but she absolutely blew up. She told me my joke wasn't funny and that I ruined her mood, her happiness, and her special day. I was shocked. Uh, it literally wasn't even that big of a deal. I was joking, she said. Not actually objecting. I argued back with those points, and she just walked away from me. This morning, I woke up with tons of notifications from my family members saying I'm an uh, expletive for doing that. But I think everyone was overreacting. It was just a joke. Um, yeah, this is a terrible thing to do, to just take the <laughs> attention away from somebody after they spent thousands to uh, to get married, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's like... Uh go to somebody's wedding and then you ask somebody to marry you there at their wedding um, yeah but i mean i know she's trying to do it in fun um probably should have done it at a different time maybe a, like she could have had a speech and she was like you know i was thinking about objecting because they're just so stinking cute you know i don't know um yeah it's not well it's not even a funny joke so that's no like, if you're gonna do something at least make it funny yeah it's just kind of like really you had to stand up and tell us that Come on. I bet, it, I bet that was awkward, though. I bet that was oh, really yeah. awkward. I couldn't imagine the tension in the room. Ugh, yuck. Uh, this story comes from Metro.co. Dead woman bangs on coffin to say she's alive during her own funeral, Justin. She set it up. It's fake. <laughs> a funeral in Peru was dramatically interrupted after knocking was heard from within a coffin. The family of Rosa Isabel Suspeta Calaca... I'm sorry, had gathered in the city of uh, Lambayeque to pay their final respects on April 26th. Rosa had been involved in a serious crash in the region's, uh, one of the region's roads. The accident claimed the life of her brother-in-law and her, uh, left her nephews with serious injuries. Oh, that's terrible. She had been pronounced dead following the horrific crash and later loaded into a coffin ahead of her funeral. But when her relatives hoisted the wooden structure onto their so uh, shoulders, they began to hear strange sounds. They lowered the coffin, opened the lid to find a weak but very much alive Rosa peering up at them. Cemetery caretakers uh, said she opened her eyes and was sweating. I immediately went to the office and called the police. Wow. Uh, talk about last second. They were literally taking to go bury her. and She pops yeah. back up. That's, yeah, because yeah. once she's buried, she's gone. Yeah, no, you're not, not getting there. probably not getting out. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's terrifying. But that still happens sometimes. Hmm. Would you rather interrupt a funeral or a, or a wedding? Like just as a guest? Yes. Probably a wedding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh, this comes from Click Orlando. Since I'm in Florida, Justin, I thought it'd be fun to sneak in a Florida story here. Florida woman accused of crashing into multiple cars, throwing fake snake to evade traffic stop. Say that again? A Florida woman accused of crashing into multiple cars throws a fake snake to evade a traffic stop. <laughs> hey, I guess smart on uh, her part. <laughs> A woman was arrested after crashing into multiple vehicles and throwing a fake snake at deputies in an attempt to flee a traffic stop in Martin County Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Don LaShawn LaPrande Day, I think I say so that, 54, faces multiple charges with additional charges possible, including four counts of aggravated assault on a police officer and fleeing and eluding. Do you think, Justin, that she had this snake for this reason, or do you think she just already had a snake and decided to throw it? I think she just already had one, and she's like, oh, what the heck? 
So, I'm screwed. I'm screwed right here. This is my last resort. It's a pretty real looking snake. I got a picture of it here. It's it's more than just like your little rubbery toy snake you get at the dollar store. This is it's got some curls to it. It's got some nice some uh, some shading to it that looks pretty uh, pretty realistic. Yeah. So she uh, it's I don't it doesn't look huge, but I mean you throw a snake at someone, yeah, you're gonna kind of get out of the way. So oh yeah. Anyway, she was booked into jail and was being held on a ninety thousand dollar bond. So. Uh, I guess I'll. 90, I guess I'll. Yeah. Jeez. I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go help her out after after we wrap this up recording. <laughs> and the last story of the day from Fox News: truck hauling thirty five thousand pounds of eggs crashes on a Dallas freeway. Yikes! I don't think 30, I need to read anymore. 30, yeah, 000? 35 thousand pounds of eggs. Not thirty five thousand eggs. Pounds of eggs. Someone's getting fired. Yeah. Uh, the photo is just a nightmare. Like I don't know how you get this many eggs off the road. Like the entire road is just like a, sc- a giant scrambled egg. <laughs> uh, luckily, the truck driver was not injured in the crash. No other injuries were reported, so that's good. And I don't know how because the crash looks pretty bad. But uh, yeah, eggs everywhere. Yeah, terrible. Hmm. All right. Well, Justin, we are up against a break, but when we come back, we are going to talk about the possible implementation of an SEC playoff. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back, everyone, to the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. Hello. Justin, we had huge unexpected news this week as it was revealed that the Southeastern Conference is considering hosting its own intra-conference playoff in response to the uncertain future of the college football playoff and the conference's impending expansion to 16 teams. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey told ESPN that many options would be considered at the league's spring meetings next week as the conference evaluates the CFP's future after the 2025 season. Talks about a CFP expansion to 12 teams were started last year but fell apart after support eroded from other conferences. Uh, Greg Sankey said, We need to engage in blue sky thinking, which is you detach from reality. What are the full range of possibilities? Uh, and the Florida Athletics Director, Scott Strickland, told ESPN that schools will, quote, absolutely consider an all-SEC playoff. We do not know what this format uh, could look like if this somehow came to fruition, but it seems ultimately unlikely this will happen for now. But if it did, the ESPN report speculated that eight-team playoff would probably be a most logical format. It's likely uh, that given the NCAA's recent rule change allowing conferences to decide how teams qualify for conference championship games, the SEC divisional format will be scrapped if the league reformulates its conference schedules. And that would allow the league to reshape conference play ahead of Texas and Oklahoma's entry into the SEC no later than 2025. And that would impact how the SEC would determine playoff teams in an intra-conference postseason. Justin. What is your opinion on a possible SEC playoff? Oh, I absolutely hate it. It just sounds so stupid. I mean, if that happens, it's just you go and end a college football and what it truly is because at that point 
you have 16 teams competing in a conference for their own uh, championship, as they call it. Um, it's, it just doesn't make any sense because I, I always find it exciting once you make it to, uh, if, you know, if you're a team, you make it to the top four and you get to play other teams, you never would, and see how they match up against one another, even though it already seems like you have the SC playing each other in the national championship, what has it been, two or three times now? Um, but it's, it's just kind of very arrogant, I guess, per se, um, that you can go ahead and just do your own playoff and screw everybody else. Um, but uh, you know, I just, I don't like it. I, I like having the whole, I just like having all of NCA involved in football and teams, you know, you wouldn't really see play each other. So that's just my opinion on it. I, I don't think it'd really work out. Yeah, I mean, you'd only have so nobody else around the country is going to be watching SEC football except people who are in the South and Southeast and Southwest. Yeah, and I'll say something that I don't like about it is I like that you earn that spot in the regular season to go to the SEC championship. I like when teams lock it in early. It's like accomplishing something important because it is. And so now you'd be denying that, you know, Georgia or Alabama or Auburn or whoever could go undefeated win their whole season, uh, have that locked in in a regular season. But if this was implemented, they do all that, still could just not matter. I mean, I guess you'd have a regular season champion, and then you'd have a tournament champion. So you'd have to do it. But I don't, yeah, I don't want that likely, either. It would, pro- yeah. it would probably be like baseball and basketball where they, where they have a regular season champion, then you have your conference tournament, and then there's a conference tournament champion. Um. But, yeah, it's just it, – because SEC championship, you know, for the conference in general is a huge deal, um, like you said, or, you know, you lock it in pretty early. Um, I mean, that's been a big thing since it was created back in the 90s. Um, but, yeah, to kind of take that away and then you just have SEC championship, but it's like a national championship, but just for your conference, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it means as much because you play all these teams throughout the – I mean, it's basically the NFL at that point, but but still different. I, I, I just don't like it. Yeah, and like I don't need to see Alabama play Arkansas twice in a year, or you know, or what you know. I feel like this. There's a few things that would be negative about this. First, um, you know, if you added this onto the season as opposed to shortening the SEC season, which they almost certainly would do, they'd almost certainly shorten it. But if they didn't, uh, that's opening up for a lot of possible injuries. Um, and additionally, I, it just doesn't like, it doesn't seem like it means very much. So football doesn't translate super well already in a, in a playoff format, especially if you have one that is going to be like, it's going to be shortened. Cause how are you going to do this? You're going to have to do this probably over a week or two. If you have eight, you know, if you have eight teams, that's four games the first week, you know, and then they, ha- and then they have to move on. So it's like, what? Where are you going to fit this in the year? How is it going to affect uh, undefeated teams and possible college football playoff teams? If you have a chance to have Alabama and Georgia both in the college football playoff, the important one, but we just saw them play in the regular season possibly, and then we just saw them play each other in the SEC tournament, you're not going to get them a third time. So how is this helping the SEC? I don't think it would. I feel like this, if anything, would hurt its playoff chances somewhat. Not a ton, but more than it 
I mean, the current format's good. Just leave it alone. Like people like it. People are familiar with it. Why do you want to? Why do you want to change it? I, guess, I mean, I know why they want to change it for money. But is this going to be something that makes them a lot of money? I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand how they would make a lot of money because, like I said, you're alienating a lot of viewership from other parts of the country because people who uh, support teams from the Big Ten and Big Twelve and ACC, they're not going to have any in, any interest in watching SEC football all year. I mean, so. What's interesting about it is you have all these teams in one NCAA division, and then maybe at the end of the season, they'll make them play each other in the playoff or something like that. And it just means a lot more because you can say, well, hey, I'm the college football champion because I won my two games in the playoff, and I beat teams that I would never see any other time. And that, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense um, to alienate yourself and kind of say, well, our conference, basically, they're saying our conference is superior to everyone else's, which SC has been. I mean, majority of the years, but it just—I don't see how they generate profit from that. It doesn't really make any sense. But right. I don't, you know, I don't see it ever happening. Um, and I, they're just throwing it up because they're upset about the playoff expanding. Which I don't know why the SEC would be upset. They already usually get two teams in the playoff to begin with. Um. So, what would they be upset about the expanding of the playoff that it, the talks didn't happen? Um, I guess they want more SEC teams in there. I don't know. Um, but well, let's yeah. say let's let's say there's a scenario. Greg Sankey, the commissioner, he comes up to you, Justin. He says, Justin, we have decided we are definitively having an SEC playoff, but we want your opinion on how many teams should be in it. How many? How many how many teams would you like to see in a sixteen team conference playoff for the SEC? Yeah, because there's, um, there's sixteen teams. So how many of those should make it to a playoff if there is one? Well, they said eight, which is way too many. Um, I would probably do like four or six. Yeah, yeah. I'd say if you had to do it, do four. But also, yeah, just don't probably do four. It. <laughs> just don't though. Leave it alone. It's yeah, fine. Please don't. Look, yeah. I know people have an issue right now with just four teams. It'll get expanded at some point. But, I mean, don't be hard-headed and rush into it. I'm already upset that Texas and Oklahoma are, more, are moving into the SEC. I think that's dumb anyways. It doesn't make any sense either. Um, so I would hate for them you know, just to break off and say, we're going to have our own little playoff because I won't be watching anymore. Screw it. I, I won't. I, it just... It won't mean as much. Like, say Auburn actually won, and I'd be like, it doesn't feel it. I won the SEC. I didn't win college football. I'm, a, I'm not a national champion. I'm an SEC champion, which is great, but it still won't mean as much as, like, the national champion. Right. And I guess that this would run, you know, this would run alongside, you know, the hope would be your champion and maybe another team from this would also go to the college football playoff. But um, but yeah, if I mean, we've got we've got a playoff now of sorts in college football. Why do we need multiple playoffs? Are we going to get to the point where every Power Five conference has a playoff? Am I going to be watching playoff week instead of you know the championship week, and then it's just every day for? I mean that you know that that part sounds sounds miserable. Right, but <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a lot, and it seems like obviously if they do this, the SEC is a trends a trendsetter. Then other other conferences will too, and I don't want to. I definitely I don't even want to see an SEC playoff, but I definitely don't want to see 
a Pac-12 play or playoff or a no. Nobody big, even watches the Pac-12 championship to begin with. Yeah. Who's going to watch a Pac-12 playoff? Yeah. <laughs> so, Nobody. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to watch. I, I, I like the regular playoff. I think. I also think this could hurt the hype of the regular playoff because you're oh, waiting that whole season yeah, for the playoff, and now you're just like, well, we just had one. I guess here's another one. Yeah, it would, it would definitely screw up with um, the hype, even though – I would say recently, probably the hype for the playoff hasn't been as great. Now, this past year, I thought it was pretty good because you had two new teams in the playoff with Michigan and Cincinnati. Right. Um, but I think when Alabama and Clemson were playing each other all those years in a row, um, it prob- it wasn't, I guess, as exciting. Um, when LSU played Clemson, I think that was a little more – people were excited for that. Um, but – yeah, I think once they move it up, I think hopefully what they'll do is they'll expand it to six teams. Just do it slowly. I mean, the fact that they're almost about to do 12 teams for the 12 is such a big jump and almost what wouldn't make any sense. I think it just needs to be a slow baby step. Okay, like we have four. We feel like we need a couple more. Let's do six and see how that works out. Well, here's how I think this is going to go because I don't think that this will happen. I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna bring it up, and I don't think it's gonna have be a very long discussion. But if they decided, if Greg Sankey crunched the numbers and he decided this is gonna make us a lot of money, let's let's implement our own playoff. They would pitch it to the coaches as this is a way for your teams to all have more national recognition before the college football playoff, so you have a better chance of being seen. This whole could help your players. Any that maybe want uh, that maybe Heisman candidates because they'll have. Hey, let me let me ask you first, real quick. Yeah. Um, so, are you sure this SEC playoff isn't just taking place of the NCAA playoff? Right. It is not. This would be its own thing. That would basically it would it would take that same time slot as championship week. So you know, conference championship week. And then it probably shaved two weeks or so off of the regular schedule. It just so sounds even. It sounds worse and worse the more we talk about it. Yeah. So, but the the way they'd pitch it, I think, is they'd say the biggest thing they'd say, you can work this into your contracts if you make the ACC playoff. There's an additional bonus probably for you know you could you, your agents could work that in with your school contracts because that's what that's what basketball is huge on. Their their a lot of their salary comes from how far they make it in the postseason. And each little thing, if they get a regular season championship, that's a bonus. If they make it to the tournament, that's a bonus. If they win the conference tournament, that's a bonus. So I can see why the coaches would consider this if it actually came up and was actually really spoke about. But I don't really think that's going to be the case. Um, at least I hope not. <laughs> yeah. to say. Okay, well, yeah, so we're going to keep an eye on that. That is going to happen this week, that meeting, this coming week. Um, So we're going to hear some chatter about it, and we'll have, I guess, more on that and maybe some coaching reactions uh, at the end of, or uh, next week's episode. So we'll keep up with that. But Justin, now it is time that we go and we stop blabbering and we learn a thing or two in the learning corner with Professor Knight. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? 
Ah, uh, yes. Back to Professor Knight, our best weekly segment. Mm. So, uh, this week, I just wanted to uh, teach you a thing or two. I, I love history, so I like to bring in other things other than sports sometimes. So this happened this earlier this week. This was May 23rd. Uh, this was the fact of the day for 1934. Uh, notorious criminals... Uh, Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow are shot to death by Texas and Louisiana State Police while driving a stolen car near Sales, Louisiana. Bonnie uh, and Clyde. Yeah, oh, good old Bonnie and Clyde. So here's their little background story. Uh, they met when she was 19, and her husband, she married when she was 16, was serving time in jail for murder, so she doesn't really have a good judge of character. Um, shortly after they met, um, Clyde... He was in prison for robbery. Uh, Bonnie would visit him every day, smuggled a gun into prison to help him escape, but he was soon caught in Ohio and sent back to jail. Um, while Clyde was paroled in 32, he immediately hooked up with Bonnie, and the couple began a life of crime together. That's uh, They stole a car, committed several robberies. Um, let's see, Bonnie was caught by police sent to jail for two months. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. They were probably caught so many times, but they were only throwing them in jail for a couple of months. Uh, she was released in 32 uh, rejoined Clyde over the next two years a couple teamed with various accomplices to rob banks, stores across Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri New Mexico and Louisiana Uh, law enforcement oh go ahead now correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not I'm not intimately familiar with all the the doings of Bonnie and Clyde but I have like a general understanding of who they are and what they did they never did anything like too heinous did they they never like hurt anyone right um i don't know i i mean i know they were really big from what i know of is that they were just robbing banks that was really their big thing they were able to rob a lot of banks and stores but i don't know if they ever killed anybody there but let's read and see and find out um Oh, Let's I'm see. sorry. Yeah, I was very wrong. Uh, at the time they were killed in 1934, they were believed to have committed 13 murders and oh, several robberies and burglaries. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty well, bad. Here we go. So two law enforcement agents, the Barrow Gang, including um, Clyde's childhood friend Raymond W.D. Jones, Henry, his brother Buck, and his wife Blanche, among others, were cold-blooded criminals who didn't hesitate to kill anyone who got in their way especially mm. police or sheriff's deputies. Among the public, however, their reputation as dangerous outlaws was mixed with a romantic view of the couple as Robin Hood-like folk here. So that's probably where you got them. It's kind of mixed between the public. Some of them viewed them as Robin Hood or others cold-blooded killers. Huh. Um, so their fame was increased by the fact that uh, Bonnie was a woman, an unlikely criminal, and by the fact the couple posed for playful photographs together which were later found by police and released to the media. They almost captured them in 1933 with surprise raids on their hideouts. Um, Clyde's brother was killed in second raid, and his wife was arrested. Bonnie and Clyde escaped once again in 34. They attacked the prison farm in Texas to help him to break out of jail, shooting several guards with machine guns and killing one. Yikes. Um, they hired a Texas ranger as special investigator to track down a Bonnie and Clyde, after three months search, they traced the couple to Louisiana. Before dawn on May 23rd, he uh, and a group of Louisiana-Texas lawmen hid in the bushes when uh, 
Bonnie and Clyde appeared. The officers opened fire, killing the couple in a hail of bullets. All told, the Barrel Gang was believed responsible for the deaths of 13 people, including nine police officers. They are still seen as many as romantic figures. However, especially after the, the success of the 1967 film Bonnie and Clyde, um, starring Bonnie, or who's it, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. So I guess they made a film made it, making it look like a romantic couple. Yeah, and I've, I've seen that, actually. I've seen that movie. So I'm, I'm doing some reading here as well. It So... 13 murders were done in their name, probably. Yeah, but, that's what they said. But um, it seems like they didn't really kill those people, like, together. So apparently, like, Clyde killed 10 of them personally. Okay. Oh, so yeah, because I think he had his own little gang he was part of. Yeah, he did the chunk of the killing. Um, and it, it seems like, from what I'm reading, and maybe this isn't, this is from grunge.com, but it seems like... Bonnie wasn't into killing people. I don't, and I don't think she was super opposed to it, but they preferred just kind of like kidnapping people, riding them around and like getting a, getting getting a, a thrill off of that. But yeah. that she had to, she and him had to kill the people together one time um, when when they went to uh, kidnap a policeman and the like. Some stuff got muddled with with some gang members or something, and and they had to start shooting or whatever. So. Uh, it seems like they didn't just get, like, at least while they were together, they didn't go out of their way to kill, but that Clyde probably killed a lot of people. No, but yeah, they own. wouldn't hesitate yeah. if they had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting because, you know, like you said, you don't you don't really hear anything. Like, and probably especially at the time, you know, it was, it was a man and a woman doing all this crime together and they were a couple. Um, so I could see where people were like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. You know, they're together and they're robbing banks and blah, blah, blah. Um, because very interesting for the time that you had this duo together that were romantically involved. Yeah, and it, and it, like and it's it's very much like it's inspired a ton of other things in the world. Like it's inspired, you know, like the character of Harley Quinn and her relationship with like the Joker and a lot of mm. different incarnations and stuff. Very much based off kind of a Bonnie and Clyde type of. Type of but yeah, it's crazy that they, this all this happened like ninety years ago or whatever it is now. Yeah, they're still I mean, like almost, they're still pretty relevant. Like they're still kind of icons. Oh yeah, yeah, almost hundred mm. years ago now. So yeah. very interesting. Very interesting. Was that is that what you have for us today, Justin? Was that all? Yeah, that's, I feel, that's I feel it. like I learned a lot. Yeah, very good. Well, well good. Yeah, hey, yeah. if you, if you out there, you're listening to this, you want to learn anything? Um, history Channel, they have something for every single day. The big, you know, what happened on this day in history. I love it. You learn a lot. I mean, I've learned a lot just kind of reading like, oh, okay, this happened this day or never heard of that. So I think it's pretty neat if you're you know, into learning new things, especially uh, history-wise. It's pretty cool. Very, very good. I'm actually just, just looking through on Grunge, looking at more murders now, but we have to go through a break. <laughs> so uh, when we come back, though, we're going to give out our weekly awards the most prestigious sports awards in sports that are sports-related, the TG Emmy. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the esteemed sports trophy award ceremony, the TG Emmys, presented by... 
the Game Managers Podcast. Us, Nick Norris, and my co-host, Justin Knight. Hello, Justin. hello, welcome. Mm, I, f- I feel so fancy. We 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 got out of our we got out of our our, our gross stained t-shirts, and we we put on our nicest attire in the in the break. We have on our suits, our tuxes, our little our little bow ties, and we are ready to give out these awards. That's right. Mm. And I'm going to give out the first one, and this award goes to the athlete with the most pro football retirements in a reasonably short time. This goes to Antonio Brown, who stated this week that he will not play football in 2022. Something I feel he says just about every offseason now. So, uh, so good for him, and we'll then we'll see what team eventually takes a chance and picks him up anyway. He goes back on well, what he said. Hopefully so. nobody. I feel like somebody will. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mine for the week. <laughs> this goes to uh, another idiot. He is a baseball player for the Reds, Tommy Pham. Um, he's not very smart. Not many people like him. He uh, has a big mouth, and um, he's—I mean—he's on the Reds. They suck, and he's not very good either. But uh, he was suspended three games because he went up to a player for the Giants, uh, Jock Peterson, and slapped him, kind of like the Will Smith uh, and Chris Rock situation. Kind of okay. the same deal here. Just slapped him. And you want to know what it was over? Please. Fantasy football. Wow! Really. He went up and slapped him about some dispute they had with fantasy football. And I guess Tommy Pham was upset with something Jock Peterson said about, um, I, I don't really even know, but he went up and slapped him, and he was suspended three games. Wow. So that's my war. My war goes to Tommy Pham for Idiot of the Week. Idiot of the Tommy Week. Pham. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, the award for the best of the week, the best thing we've seen this week um, I'm going to give it to Tommy Beret. He hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the tenth inning to give third-seeded UCLA a wild 25 to 22 victory over second-seeded Oregon State on Saturday in the Pac-12 tournament. Just a very crazy ending to a wild game, uh, 25 to 22. That's a uh, that's a pretty high score, I do say so. Also, for it to only go nine innings and have a high score that high is pretty uh, pretty insane. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What else was going? Oh, I was also going to say a shout out to um, there's a player for the White Sox. His last name is Burger, and he hit a home run on National Burger Day. So congratulations oh, to him. That's fun. That's good stuff. I like that. Uh, bust of the week. The, basically, the worst thing we saw this week. Uh, this actually has to go. This is going to be controversial, Justin. People aren't going to like this, but this has to go to. Alabama softball for their week's unfortunate fate. Uh, after being shut out at home last Sunday by Stanford, Alabama has had six players enter the transfer portal. Uh, they include Jeez, Megan for softball for softball. Wow. Uh, Me- Megan Bloodworth, Dallas Goodnight, uh, Savannah Woodward, uh, Abby Doer, Jenna Lord, Lord, sorry, and Lexi Kilfoy. Six players started a combined 182 games for Alabama this season. Significant losses for the Crimson Tide softball program. Yeah, I mean, I will say I was kind of shocked to see him lose to Stanford and get out so early. And I mean, heck, I think the SEC had 12 teams make it to uh, the regionals, and there may be only one that has a shot to make it to the World Series, which is not good numbers considering how many you, you put into a regional. Um but yeah, it's interesting. I guess you really don't. I don't ever hear that many transferring softball from one team, so it's kind of interesting to see 
um, issues with coach or the program? Because, I mean, Alabama's coach has been there for a while, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I believe so. So, yeah, kind of uh, kind of shocking. I know Montana Fouts, um, she, she posted a, a uh, essentially a picture saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, you can, I'm gonna play here my whole career. I'm not leaving, uh, despite everyone else I know leaving. Um, huh. So yeah, that's that puts them in a very difficult kind of place, and they're gonna have to uh, definitely uh, do very well recruiting and maybe dipping into the transfer portal themselves to uh, be able to yeah. kind of make up for a lot of these losses. Six is a that's a lot. That's a lot. So that's a lot, especially six yeah. who played right. All six of them played. Yeah, so that's that's so, two thirds of your team. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's weird. Uh, like yeah. I said, I don't ever hear that for softball. But I mean, I don't really keep up much with softball transfer portal. But yeah, that's weird, especially with a team like Alabama, who always has a good softball team. Yeah, so they get a bus of the week. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that situation as well. I nearly I nearly brought it up in news up top, but I was like, I feel like we should save this and talk about it kind of toward the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. All right. Well, now we need to transition to our last weekly segment, Listener Letters. Ooh, best one. Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. All right, Justin, we have a special treat this week because this first letter actually comes from my mother. She has wrote into the show. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> she says, why doesn't anyone say Roll Tide at the end of the show? LOL. I think she's referring to how you say War Eagle anyway as your sign-off every week. Mm. Well, um, I mean, we, War Eagle anyways is almost like a poke fun at Auburn fans, I would right. say. Yeah, you're not, actually, that's, you're not actually celebrating Auburn by saying no. that. If anything, so the, the we started doing this years ago as a joke. Basically, if you said, you know, it was when Auburn was having some tough luck, and we said, "Well, Justin, you're just gonna have to start saying War Eagle anyway every week," and it became your sign-off. Um, yeah, because I would see it on post all the time, like, uh, you know, can't believe the loss, but War Eagle anyways." You know, we'll power through, and I just see it all the time. So I'm like, "Golly, we're so pathetic. We just love it. We love being losers." War Eagle anyways, yeah. and so yeah, we kind of picked up on it. We're like, might as well just start saying it just to poke fun at how some Auburn fans are. So. War Eagle anyways. That's how we started saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's after every every show now. Even the ranked show. <laughs> I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good. I like it. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to throw in Roll Tide anyway, Mom, just because you want me to. That doesn't It doesn't feel natural. This you're, you're throwing off the balance of the show just by writing in, Mom, and I do not appreciate it. So please leave us alone. Thank you. Is that fair, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Norris, keep out. <laughs> okay, very good, very good. We also we also have a letter from Mark, who says if you could only attend one live sporting event ever again, but you could attend it as often as it occurs for free, which would you choose? So one sporting event you can go for the rest of your life for free every year, however many years it happens, but uh, you go to nothing else in person. What would you choose? Ooh, in person? Golly. Um, because I initially thought, like, oh, the Super Bowl would be cool. Because you get you get the Super Bowl, plus you get a, a concert, and that's every year. But also, like, the, there's the, the Olympics would be neat, but that's every four years, you know. Yeah. And that's, like, a month worth of stuff. So, 
I don't know because I mean you've got like you could do like a, just an Alabama Auburn game. You could do you could do whatever. But what what do you think yours would be? Oh, is it just one one event? One event, and it you go for the rest of your life as oh, often gosh. as it happens for free, if you um, want. You don't have to, but you can't go to anything else. I think I'm still gonna have to say the Super Bowl, just because of the concert too. You get a concert yeah. and a game. Gosh, I got. And you're in a different stuff. city every time the Super Bowl, so that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably say the Super Bowl too, just because of the atmosphere leading up to it. And the kind of pre-party, you could probably attend something before the game, and then, like you said, concert halftime, uh, good seats, it's free, a lot of good food. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl is such a big event. It, it'd probably have to be the Super Bowl. It's, my second would probably be the World Series, but yeah, yeah, I'd have to go Super Bowl as well. That probably that makes the most sense the way you broke it down as well, just because of everything you get with it as well. Yeah, I think the World Series would be cool, and the benefit of that is, you know, it's possibly seven games that you're getting to yeah, go to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like either that or the NBA Finals. You know, you get to see a bunch of games, possibly seven in a series, and you know, you'll be between different uh, cities uh, for every so often games. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like I said, the Super Bowl is such a big thing because you have the concert. And no other championship really has that, um, which is just it's a show in itself. But would you consider like a like a NCAA national championship, or would you just? You, I'd pick Super Bowl over it, but I think that'd be cool as well. Yeah, like uh, the college football championship, maybe um, because that's probably the next biggest uh, event. Because they they I think they've started having someone singing now at halftime, don't they? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, most yeah, they do a little thing here and there and whatever, but but yeah, uh, probably the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I I love baseball more, but I think Super Bowl would be the better event. Well, very good. That was a very good question. So thank yeah, you, Mark. Great questions. Yeah, if you'd like to reach the show like Mark did, you can email us at gamemanagerspod at gmail You can also Send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at TGMPod. You can just search the Game Managers Podcast. That'll come up that way as well. Um, but that's going to wrap up the show a little little shorter than usual, but uh, I think we'll be all right. And, uh, and we'll be back next week to talk about the SEC playoff possibilities a little more, as well as some other things, the NBA Finals and whatnot. So uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Y'all have a great week. Stay safe out there. And as always, Warrior Eagle anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGMPod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara.